The following program is brought to you by Christy Stratton, accredited divorce coach. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is here to be your go-to educational, informational, and inspirational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. Her guest will bring you important insight and information, helping you make better decisions through and beyond the process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, all giving you hope and reassurance that you'll be okay. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton starts now. And here's your host, Christy Stratton. Friends, welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour. If this is the first time you are joining us, a special welcome to you. And if you are back again with us this week, welcome back. Each week, I like to make sure to remind you that this show is for those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and also for friends and family of those divorcing, because it can be an overwhelming life event for everyone involved. And I also like to remind you that we're not here to coach you to get a divorce or give you legal advice. What we are here to do is walk the path with you wherever it may lead. My guest and I are here to help you make better decisions in this time and beyond to provide you information and resources to give you ideas about how to be your best self in a time that can bring out your worst (laughs) and to give you hope. Folks, it's that time of year, back to school time, and we couldn't miss the opportunity to be a part of the conversation with an eye towards divorce. And what exactly are we talking about? First, the critical considerations for you and your children when it comes to mom's house and to dad's house amid divorce, and then all of that related to back to school. We started with real estate, the house itself, last week with Amber and Scotty Gifford, real estate divorce specialists. And today we will talk about the legal aspects. Next week, we'll talk about the psychological aspects. And in the last show, we'll talk about the environmental considerations for your children at mom's house and dad's house, uh, also known as their rooms (laughs) and their spaces within your house. If you want to follow along, we have a flyer that you may want that outlines the what and when of the series. So go to our Facebook page at the Divorce Coaching Hour, follow the page and find the post featuring the flyer. That's again, the Divorce Coaching Hour. Now, let's get into that second part of the series, the legal considerations of divorce for you and your children. And to do so, Family law attorney Craig Haston is back with us to talk to us about that very important topic. But uh, I have to say this: I'm super ex- excited. He's back with us. We've, you know, we had a little bit of a, well, not a little bit of like a year a bit of people not coming into the studio uh, because of COVID. Now they're they are back in the studio the last couple of months. Thank you, God. And um, so we talked to people on the phone quite a bit, and we talked to Craig. A couple times on the phone. One time you were in Breckenridge. Yes, I was. Um, <laughs> and my wife and daughter are up there right now visiting our son. So I've been getting just a slew of beautiful photos of the cabin and the river and all the beauty of that town. But I'm really glad to be here with you today talking to you and your listeners. Me too. And folks, uh, Craig is not only an awesome attorney, so very well respected. 
uh, in the legal profession, not only locally, but uh, nationally, and I would say maybe even worldwide. But I can't be that objective because I'm his sister and he's my brother. So I'm also very excited that he's back. Some people don't know that we're brother and sister uh, because my last name is my ex husband's name. We, we, we don't have to go into that, but we are talking divorce. And today we are going to talk divorce, but let's just catch up a little bit first, Craig, on um, tell us about what you do and maybe a little bit what you do in the divorce process. Well, let's start with this. I'm a board certified family law specialist. Okay. I've been practicing law for almost 29 years come September. You couldn't. You're too young. Oh. Thank you. Just tell your viewers or your listeners that. Don't show me for real. Um, well, when you've been bald as long as I have, uh, nobody can really tell how old you are. But um, the things about what I do as a lawyer is, you know, when you're taught uh, young, you're taught to be a litigator. And we're thrown um, into this litigation mold just like you would uh, with a car wreck case or an injury case. People are thrown into the same type of litigation system that those that uh, in, in a divorce case or a family law case and it's something that is really, really wrenching to them because if they find them in this legal themselves in this legal world that is so foreign and odd, and and honestly, really doesn't make sense. I, I, we really need to find a way to change the way we do this, um, and we we have different methods and ways to try to resolve issues now that we used to not have. Right. So family law is evolving, and uh, our jobs as family law attorneys really is to promote the our clients best interest and the best interest of children. Um, of course, there are certain cases where there's mental health issues or drugs, addiction, things like that, that's going to take probably some argument and litigation. But the idea should always be on resolution versus a fight, because the more you fight, the more we lawyers make. Yeah. And I think um, if one of the things we want to convey in this show and through the show as a whole is um, that with the right team, uh, with looking at the process, eyes wide open from start to finish and beyond, uh, and with an eye of to resolution and the betterment of the family today and beyond and the children, which is who we're talking about today, mm -hmm. then it's not so scary. But we have these ideas, like you said, it's evolved within the legal profession, but we also have these ideas from TV that it's this knockdown, drag out type of thing. And what I'm hearing is that it's it has evolved. Well, exactly. It it really has evolved over the last 40 years. Uh, family law has come so far uh, from kind of the Wild West uh, to a very thick statute, uh, a very thick code of family law rules that tells us how we have to treat things. And a lot of stuff has been codified to the point where we have standards that are going to be put in place absent some reason why they shouldn't be. So we've tried to take a lot of the litigation out of divorces and give people standards that they need to follow unless there's some really good reason not to follow it. What I'm hearing in that evolution is that it's for the betterment of people. We basically learned how to get them through this process. That could be that scary place, the wild, wild west. And now there's as you say, this thick code of rules, these standards that are in place that are for the better. Am I hearing that right? We try to do that. I mean, we um, we have a group called the Texas Family Law Foundation, and it's a lobbying group. And our job is to make sure that bad law doesn't get passed 
for families and that good law does get passed. And so we work very hard to look at the problems that come to us, much like if you have a piece of software and it just doesn't work right. You know, if you write in enough times to the software manufacturer, they're going to fix that glitch. Right. We're here as a, in that group, the Texas Family Law Foundation, to try to fix the glitches in the family code and in the family law as things come along to make things easier for par- parties to follow and understand so that we take a lot of the, the fear and anxiety out of the process. Right. Um, so I hear the word glitches and, uh, you know, you think technology and those are Obviously, we kind of think about that, but now let's just mix in people. Hello. Lots of glitches. <laughs> well, people are unlike technology. Um, you know, some some technology is really bad and is harmful, and you get bugs in your system, and you get, you know, things that can destroy your system, and we do have people that like that. And But the majority of people, I find, if they have the right kind of representation and the right type of lawyer... If they set their expectations correctly and let them know how the process works up front and take away a lot of the fear, they want to resolve their cases. And then it just becomes a problem of getting everybody into a place where they can reach agreements that's in their best interest and in their children's best interest. So I think that brings us uh, to what we really want to talk about today is the children uh, as we're thinking about this back to school season, mom's Mm -hmm. house, dad's house and the critical considerations uh, that we want people to be thinking about. And, and we just hit right in on the two areas. When we look at this with our eyes wide open, we can begin to remove the fear. And so if you will, just very maybe top level, um, as that knot is untied and the family is separating, uh, even maybe they're considering divorce, What, no matter the phase they're in, but primarily we're probably talking about the considerations of the divorce, what's leading up to it, or if they're, you know, in the middle of the divorce, they're coming into this divorce, the family's already separating, and now they've got mom's house and dad's house and school mixed in. Thinking about those folks out there in these places, what would you tell them as an attorney? Well, I, I used to say don't read the Internet. Um <laughs> But there's a lot of really good information out there on the Internet if you know what you're looking for and you know how to read it and you know that it's actual statement of law and and good advice versus a lot of bad advice and old law or just wrong misstatements of the law. But my my best advice, number one, is is seek a consultation with a lawyer. Of course, I think it should be a board-certified family law attorney because there's a lot of standards that have to be made. It's a very difficult test. It's very hard to pass. So there's only about 2,000 board-certified family law attorneys in the entire state. Um, So you know you're getting somebody with quality chops um, if you go see them. And then to find one, don't just do an Internet search. You're going to most people who leave reviews are people who are disgruntled very often. It's very hard to get good reviews from good clients because they're moving on. So talk to friends who have been divorced and who have had a fairly satisfying experience and get a referral to the lawyer that they talk to. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Um, And so, yeah, you can get good information out there on the Internet, but you have to look at it with an eye of discernment. One of the things that I often, as a divorce coach, working with people considering divorce is I help them get really clear on who they want as an attorney first. What are the qualifications? that Do you want a man? Do you want a woman? Do you want, you know, do they need to be near you? Do they, you know, is there a certain price range? And then once they know 
they kind of do their own research and I love spreadsheets. And so creating kind of this, this um, maybe just this guide for themselves and they go out and they look at maybe three to five different attorneys and then set those consultations. I know uh, most attorneys are going to cost you a little bit to, to go and have that consultation, but I would say that would be worth it. Wouldn't you? Well, I, don't think that any lawyer that's worth their salt, and I hope I'm not making anybody mad, um, most family lawyers who are really good are really busy, and therefore they want to be paid for their time, yeah. and they usually will spend an hour to an hour and a half with you for one hour of their billable time, and that's it's very well worth it because you get a lot of advice and a lot of information. It goes back to what we're trying to do today here is eyes wide open and that initial investment that can help you move through this process in a little bit of a healthier way or hopefully a lot of bit in a healthier way. That's what we're really here to do. And we're talking to Craig Haston. He's an attorney here in the Houston area. He is a board certified attorney, um, multi times over certified. Uh, I'll, I'll continue to say that I'm his sister, and so I can't be completely objective. No, he's... Well, he's, I, ha- I, have, I have to be recertified every five years. Well, so, there you yeah. go. There you go. Uh, but folks, we're talking about critical considerations with regards to mom's house and dad's house in back-to-school time. So come on back. We're going to hear more from Craig Haston. If you've gone through or are going through divorce, you know it can leave you in a dark financial hole, feeling very confused and afraid. But there's hope. Her Sherman is a financial coach and works with those navigating the financial decisions of divorce. Whether it's eliminating debt or creating your financial wellness, you want Hirsch on your team. Hirsch's easy process helps you see the reality of your financial situation and make better decisions. Stop the suffering and get out of that financial black hole. Contact Hirsch today. Go to lifecycle.financial. That's lifecycle.financial. You'll be so grateful you did. When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. In divorce, real estate is one of the largest assets of the marital estate, and it must be considered carefully. You'll want a specialist in divorce real estate to help you do that. You'll want the Gifford Group to help you uncover the unknowns and make informed decisions throughout the process. The professionals at the Gifford Group will help you get the facts, which will help remove the fear that can run high through the process, and you'll make better decisions. Get the facts and remove the fear. Contact the Gifford Group today at thegiffordgroup.com. There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. Achieving the best outcome in divorce can be extremely tough when alcohol abuse is part of the process, especially around co-parenting. But there's help with remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to prove their sobriety. 
Soberlink uses real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection to ensure accurate and reliable results. With Soberlink, you can be confident that your kids are with a sober parent. For an exclusive $50 off your device and to download a Technologies to Help with Divorce resource guide that I developed with Soberlink, visit soberlink.com backslash DCH. back listening to the divorce coaching hour if you missed it in the first segment well i'll let you know what we're talking about now we're talking back to school mom's house and dad's house we're taking the opportunity to speak to this time of the year but also as it applies to divorce and the untying of the knot (laughs) you've heard before the tying of the knot when you get married and my guest has shared this with us before it's the divorce process is kind of like the untying of the knot the un un um tying that bow uh, it might feel like it's unraveling and we're here to help uh it not feel that way so much we're really wanting to help you with uh opening your eyes to the process getting information that can help you make better decisions and folks my guest is Craig Haston he's back with us and folks he is a board certified family law attorney since 1999 a super lawyer for 10 years plus, uh, best lawyer, best uh, law firm, and also this is probably the most important. He's a fellow of the American Academy of Matrimonial Law. And folks, there's only about 2,000 of those um, fellows across the United States and Canada. And so we we might make light of some things in the show. I always say we can bring a little levity to a very heavy subject Uh, And yes, as I mentioned before, he is my brother, but I also am a divorce coach involved in the National Association of Divorce Professionals, and I get to work with many attorneys, and I can honestly say from an objective standpoint that Craig uh, is, he brings his heart to his cases, but also his amazing level of experience. He is somebody you want to consider uh, as you're evaluating the attorney you want to work with. And so he's here giving up his time to help us kind of understanding these critical considerations with regards to children and the knot that is untying. So guide us, Craig, if you will, what do we need to be considering with this, with kids and the knot untying? Did you go look at my website before you titled this uh this segment because that's the image that's on the on the <laughs> splash page of my website. Well, uh, you know, I I I'm in, am interviewing, so I have to be a little bit you know prepared. Uh, but uh, no, I know well, all that by heart. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> it's it's a new website, and I'm very happy with the results of it. Um, and there's a lot of information on the website that uh, I kind of put a lot of my own time and effort into drafting. Um, so if anybody wants more information, yeah, let's get that website right now. It's, uh, it's hastonlaw.com. Try Has- to keep it simple. Hastonlaw.com. Um, and there's lots of information, lots of information to give you about divorce, finances, kid-related stuff, anything having to do with the family, um, and, and some of the things that I'm passionate about, such as collaborative divorce, which we've talked about on right. your show in the past. But to come back around to talk about to untying the knot right. for children, there's some th- there's some really basic things uh, that need to be considered. And number one is you are the parent and you don't come first. If you have the ability to look in a mirror and see yourself and realize you're not perfect, 
and realize that when you talk about what I need and what I want, you really need to think first about what my child needs and what my child wants. Because what you want and need isn't necessarily what's best for your child going through a divorce case. The other thing is that people seem to be very focused on what they the law says they have to do with periods of possession. And the most important thing is that parties, if they can, communicate, 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 and reach agreements. You don't have to follow the terms of your possession schedule. Um, if you don't want to, as long as you both agree, the first part of your standard, your possession schedule says that in the absence of mutual agreement, you have to follow this plan. So we always encourage people to communicate, give information up front, reciprocate. If somebody helps you out, the other party helps you out, you help them out later on when they need some special consideration. Yeah, you know, we talk a lot about on this show um, really coming to a place uh, in divorce. Okay, something's gotten you here. The marriage is broken. And odds are you're probably not communicating or agreeing very well. But when you think about something beyond yourself, your children, as I'm hearing you say, and not just about me, 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 I, 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 and and what do the laws exactly say? Um, and we'll talk, I'm sure, more about that. But also looking five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road. And when you get outside yourself, you actually will come through this in a healthier manner is what I'm hearing. But I, I hear it, that that's so important. You you may come through it in a healthier manner, but if you haven't put your focus on your children, they may not come through it nearly as healthy as they should have come through it. Right. You know, kids have lots of questions when a, when a divorce happens. And the way you present the divorce to the children and the way you talk to them about the situation is critical. There's lots of document. There's lots of books out there on that. There's lots of great child development specialists, therapists that can help you and your spouse learn to talk to them. It's critical that you try to do it together. It's critical that you you hold the other parent up to the ch- children and not put them down to the children. Because I can guarantee you that if you try to alienate the children from the other parent, it will backfire on you. Right. Absolutely. And that also damages the children. If any of you are are children of divorce out there and live through a bad divorce, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And and you should keep that at the foremost of your heart and your mind when you're going through your own divorce so you don't repeat the mistakes that your parents made. And then lastly, you know, children do feel torn. They feel that, you know, one parent wants to wants them to do this or another parent wants them to do that. So it's important if you can, the parents get on the same page with regards to schedules, parenting time, um, extracurriculars, going to bed, screen time, all the things. So they maintain as much consistency in both homes so that they, they know that the parents are united together as parents and they don't feel torn between those two homes. You know, it's really interesting. And I love that you're kind of bringing this around from an attorney who's in the the midst of the the untying of the knot, um, and for many years, having been so, uh, the last couple of weeks we've done, we did a series where we interviewed uh, four different people, kind of their story of divorce, but what they learned and how they grew through it. And two of the four people said that they had wished they had focused on. No, the keys to their success was in fact uh, focusing on the child focusing on the children. Yeah. Uh, so we, we heard that from uh, the um, 
we heard that from, you know, real live people, not just an attorney coming in and talking about it. Uh, but then we also heard from... Uh, we just heard from Siri there for a second. Well, she that just, happens too, you know. <laughs> That's you know, she, real. For some reason, my watch decided to answer a question. <laughs> Don't you love that? Uh, Siri wanted to chime in on the conversation. <laughs> S- sh- Siri, you'll get your turn later. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then we heard from someone who... Uh, we talked about blended families. And mm-hmm. uh, they, in fact, talked about that getting on the same page uh, not only as they moved into the new family, but even as they were living under the same roof when they were untying the knot and taking their kids still as they were divorcing, they were still taking their children to school together. They, this, there was that consistency and that cohesiveness. That's so that's wonderful. We're hearing that all tie back around. So I would per- perceive that if you keep hearing this message, these are the things that we need to do, huh? Yes. And, <laughs> you know, quite often I'm, I'm, I'm in a phase in my career where quite often the people I'm getting now, the children are older or the parents or the people are empty nesters. But it's right. still important to talk about the children, even when the children are in their late teens or 20s, because a divorce is still difficult on adult children. Yeah. Uh, and I do want to talk about, you know, about the untying the knot and parenting agreements, because people okay. are interested in what's going to happen if, when we separate um, I'm finding that many, many people to save money continue to live together in the same home during the divorce process if yeah. they can, because it, once you start working the numbers on your budget, you realize how much it costs to live separately and apart. Um, if you do live separate and, and in that case, you know, there's things to do. You may not be make it formal, but you may say, OK, well, I'm going to be out of town or I'll be out, I'll take the weekend off and I'll leave you with the kids this weekend. So you each have your own special time with the kids. But if you're going to live apart Um, Chapter 153 of the Texas Family Code is the section that governs the rights and duties of parents, possession schedules of parents, um, basically all the standards we have for how you're going to uh, co-parent post-divorce. And we have to follow that during the temporary orders. But, again, the court allows you to make your own parenting agreement, and that's also set out in um, section chapter 153 of the code. So I want to ask a couple of questions first, just for clarification, uh, temporary orders, tell us what those are. Temporary orders are what we do in the event that we cannot come to our own arrangement or agreement on how to handle our finances and our possession time and our rights and duties with regard to our kids during the pendency of the course. So I find uh, a lot of the time that the clients I get are able to, we're able to work that out by agreement. Uh, parties agree to keep putting their paychecks into the same checking account. But when parties cannot agree on that, you have one party that may say, you know, this time is mine or this money's mine, then we have to seek relief from the court and get an order in place that governs how we're going to get through the temporary orders. And, of course, you know, before you can do that, you have to go to mediation. Right. Uh, and so if you want to spend an extra twelve dollars to $15,000 to have a temporary orders hearing and all that process, um, hopefully that's a little bit of a deterrent to make you stop, th- rethink, and maybe come to an agreement versus fight. Yeah, and that's what we're really talking about is getting beyond yourself, uh, coming to this agreement so that you're not having to crank up the, the, the time, time spent and the money spent with attorneys. And, I, you know, I, I'm just, this is coming to me. A lot of people, I hear complaints about the legal process, but it sounds like I wonder who is at the root 
of that, those glitches, the people, right? It's, it's us wanting and holding on to things about us. And, you know, real quick, folks, we, when we talk about that, I want to remind you, when you go into a divorce, you're in an emotional state and you're in your emotional brain, and we can tend to make those more myopic uh, decisions. And what we're really wanting to do here by talking to Craig uh, Haston with the Haston Law Firm uh, is really understanding mom's house and dad's house and those critical considerations that you need to be thinking about as you move through this divorce process. And folks, it's not uh, just about me, 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 and I, I, I. It's getting beyond yourself. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Craig more about that, maybe what some misconceptions that are out there. I'm just talking about one. But you guys stay tuned. You'll want to hear more from us and from Craig Haston. Here's today's two-minute tip. This week, we arrive at the fifth powerful people practice, and it states, we know our values and we know what they look like in action. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you've probably heard me ask you about this before. But if you haven't, today is the day. Do you know your values? Speaking to thousands of people during the last 10 years, I've learned that many people don't know their values. And if they do, they don't have them written down. When I hear this, I also wonder this. If you don't know your values, by whose values are you living? What are values? To clarify, I'm not talking monetary values here. The Cambridge Dictionary defines the word as the principles that help you to decide what is right and wrong and how to act in various situations. Values are what fire you up. They move you. They shape your choices and your actions. Some examples are love, honesty, justice, faith, and service. When you know your values and better yet, write them down and consider them when making choices, you tend to take better actions. How can you find out what your values are? You can start by getting in a really quiet place and really quiet within. Turn off your cell phone. Turn off your computer. Be still. Be quiet. And ask yourself, what do I value? And then listen. Most likely, an answer will come to you. And if that answer was true for you when you were young, about eight years old, and it's still true, it's most likely a value. Keep going through this process until you identify 10 values. Once you know them, you can begin to explore what they look like in action, and then you can choose actions based on your values, not someone else's, and your life will begin to change for the better. And I must not forget, doing so is a powerful people practice. There is much more to identifying your values, and if you want to know more and how to apply your values to your life, personally or professionally, contact me. Uh, for a complimentary discovery session where we'll explore your values and I'll share a bit about how coaching can support you in living by your values. So grab a pen and write this down, christy at christystratton.com and email me. I look forward to hearing from you. And also keep listening each week for another two-minute tip, all to support you or someone you know who's facing or moving through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. It's that time of the year. No, not the holidays, not Thanksgiving, not Christmas, not yet. It's coming. It's back to school time. And you might be thinking, huh, back to school, divorce coaching hour. How does that work? Well, it brought to top of mind children and it brought to top of mind children amid divorce, mom's house, dad's house, and the critical considerations that we want you to be. Well, let me be trite here, but (laughs) redundant considering. And Craig Haston is here with us, family law attorney, and uh, helping us understand a little bit 
more about how we can uh, support our kids through this process. And we were talking, Craig, about parenting agreements, and there was a little something more we needed to speak to there. Right. I think I was talking about parenting agreement, agreed parenting agreements. Um, and that's what the courts, the courts don't want you in the courtroom. They want you to work out your agreements. In most cases, do settle outside the courtroom. And the job for the lawyers really should be to try to settle them sooner rather than later. Um, you know, you get much more business, I think, if you move cases through and do it efficiently rather than making a lot of money off one case because it just it drains people. And people don't um, want to go to court. It's scary. People, it is scary. Uh, it's even scary for the lawyers. You don't know what a judge is going to do or how they right. woke up that morning. Stress um, we don't need. And it's, you know, who knows if you're going to win or not and what win even means. So speaking of winning, uh, what I want to talk about is the possession schedules. Um, 25, 30 years ago, uh, generally men didn't have much of a much in the right of possession. Their possession schedules were fairly limited. Right. Um, and over the years, uh, therapists and the psychiatrists and psychologists have begun to see a change in, in the way people think and the way people parent. And our family code has followed that. And now we have a possession schedule that with all the elections that are available, a parent, the, what we call the visiting parent, mm-hmm. uh, really has almost 43% of the uh, overnights in a particular year, which is a lot of time, Yeah. which then makes you think, why would I fight over 7%? Why would I spend tens of thousands of dollars for, quote, custody for an extra 7% of the time? Um, And with that in mind, there's been a big push in other states and in Texas for something called a 50-50 possession schedule. Okay. And for the last two legislatures, we've had 50-50 bills introduced, And 50-50 will be coming. I feel certain that eventually a bill will get passed, uh, which will be the presumption in divorce cases where parties live a certain distance from each other. So I want people to think about that and making their agreements now. Think about what your kids need. Uh, But at some point, uh, the default will be a 50-50 plan if you live within a certain distance from each other. Um, And that's if you think about it, it's not a big paradigm shift from what we already have, because if you're already at 43%, what's another 7% of the time? I, I hate to say it like that, but kids don't count days. Parents count days. You've said that before, and I think that that's very important, um, because oftentimes that 7% is trying to maybe get something one up on the other one, right? And that's right. not going to help uh, the children. So I think, you know, with our focus on these considerations, you certainly need to have an attorney who is knowledgeable in not only what's here and now, but what the future holds. And so, folks, I hope you're jotting that information down if if divorce is a consideration right now for you, that there are going to be changes and check in with your attorneys on the changes. But, you know, Craig, you know, this, this show is about kids, mm-hmm. uh, ultimately, and how we can help them uh, have a, the best life they can through divorce, uh, a healthier mm-hmm. life than they might have otherwise um, if we didn't do this work, if we didn't right. look at it eyes wide open. But so how do we, in fact, really find out what the kids need in this process? I mean, that's something we've been asking ourselves for years. Right. We well, have, you we, ask them even without without being in the middle of divorce, right? <laughs> right. And and if you're in a divorce, you have, to, you have to understand that probably whatever you're asking your children about what their needs or wants are is going to be tainted by them wanting to say things that are going to make you happy. Right. So you're not going to get the real story from them. And then also it's going to make the other side think that you're quizzing your kid and you're putting pressure on your child. 
Mm-hmm. So we've always wondered, how, how is the best way to talk to kids? Well, we might take them to therapy, but the therapist doesn't want to talk to us because they need to maintain confidentiality. Right. Um, and you, can, you can't even find out really what the kids are thinking because uh, the judge can interview them, but the, the court generally doesn't let anybody in the room. Once in a while, they'll let the lawyers in while they interview them, but it's not an in-depth, and the, the judges aren't trained to really ask all the right questions. They try very hard, but you need to sp- what we call, we've created this new thing, and I, I have no hand in this. Uh, there's a couple of therapists up in the Dallas area who've created this through the collaborative divorce process, uh, and they call themselves child specialists. Mm. A child specialist is a forensic um, therapist. Hmm. Okay, tell been, us about that. <laughs> who has been trained forensically. Um, to interview children. So, for example, unfortunately, if your child is abused and has to go to CPS and gets interviewed, these people have been trained on the way to properly interview children to not put ideas into their head and to not skew their perceptions and to give the most clear picture of what happened to them as possible. Okay. So if you've been trained to do that, these therapists that I'm talking about, the child specialists, have taken that training and we now hire them, if we want to know what our kids are thinking or feeling, we hire them to sit down with our kids in one, two, or three sessions where they work with the children individually, sometimes as a group. They don't try to swing them one way or the other. They're there, and they make it clear that they're not on one side or the other. They are simply there to find out the black and white just the straight truth about how the kids are feeling the objective we talk a lot yeah. about how important the the team is that uh you're with through this process yes is objective a lot of people want to go um have friends and family get involved in the process and talk to them and we we, we always bring them back to objective so i'm hearing this child specialist this yes. forensic therapist there's not very many of them yet in the state but i think it's something that's going to be a big boon to the family law um right. bar at some point because these people who are who do this and who are good at it they tell the children up front that your parents have hired me to do this your parents want to know how you feel she presents it as a unified front so the kids feel that they can be open and honest. Trust, and yeah. then she says, I'm going to go back and tell them what you've said here. So then she, she, in this case, she, I'm thinking of a particular person, uh, comes back to the parents and says, here's what your kid's thinking. Here's what your kid's feeling. They don't give recommendations. They just report the information. And then the lawyers and the lawyers with other therapists work together to help meet your children's needs and interests, goals, desires, concerns, fears, etc. You know, what's coming to mind is the word forensic is sticking in my head. And when we think about forensic, it's just kind of getting the facts. And we've spoken a little bit throughout the show about the facts. And when we can get the facts, and matter of fact, Amber and Scotty Gifford, who've been on the show, they say with regards to real estate, get the facts, remove the fear. And when we can get out of that emotional brain, we can get to a detached place and we're looking, as you said, black and white, facts on the table, then you as a team, it sounds like, can then make the best decisions for mom's house, dad's house, and the kids there. I agree. And that's the whole idea behind collaborative divorce. It's It's the whole idea behind my motivations is to, the more you can take away the the smoke and the mirrors and the fears and you can get as much information on the table as possible. You can make better decisions. You can you t- once your fear is taken away that you know that you have what you need to make decisions, then you can make well informed decisions and you don't 
fight and waste money and time out of those fears. So speaking of money, uh, I, I have a sense that many people think when you begin to add people to the process, you're going to increase the cost. What do you say to that? It depends on whether you're in litigation or whether you're in the collaborative divorce or, in, or you're working together with the other side. If you're in the litigation system and you're hiring an expert to do a child custody evaluation, yes, that adds much, much, much cost. And then you have to hire a counter expert to counter that expert's testimony. Hmm. Uh, so, yes, the more experts you add, the prices go up. Through the, through the roof. In litigation. But in a cooperative situation or with collaborative divorce, you hire these people uh, to do a specific role. Uh, they're not nearly as expensive as lawyers. Uh, they come in and it's like a precision strike. Like, you know, somebody would say in the military, it's a precision strike. You're right. paying them to do a specific job that they're specifically trained for. And that allows you to make your decisions so much better and efficiently. So in the end, I think it costs less um, uh, it, as an example, if you have one second, I just finished a phenomenally huge uh, financial divorce case. Mm -hmm. um, and that case was done through the collaborative law process. Had that stayed in the litigation process, years. the fees would have been hundreds Honey. of thousands of dollars and would have lasted years. Uh, when we're done, it's going to be about three and a half to four months total. And I won't tell you the amount of fees, but they were significantly less, especially they paled in comparison to the size of the estate. And the parties are much more, will be much more satisfied um, as they walk out of this because they didn't have to go through just all the heart-wrenching fighting and detail and nightmare. Yeah, and the emotion that just doesn't lead you anywhere good. And if I'm able to look back at the first, um, our, our conversation throughout the show, is is getting to that agreement. Now, we again, we're untying the knot. We may not be very uh, agreeable right now, but if folks, if you're hearing the show and we're thinking about your kids, putting them before you, what does their future look like? I got to just tell you that you are going to be better at making better decisions by putting something before you and your needs and then getting a team around you. And it may sound like, as Craig was uh, talking about, in the collaborative process, um, the cooperative process, that when you have experts and you do that precision strike, you know, <laughs> we can get to the end sooner and move on in a healthier way with everyone involved. And it, oh, by the way, it may even save you a little bit of money. And so, uh, you know, it just goes so fast, the show, and there's so much that we can so cover. True. And so when we come back, we'll get final thoughts and also maybe talk some misconceptions around uh, mom's house, dad's house, and the law process. So come on back. We've got Craig Haston here. You don't want to miss it. Friends, I'm so glad that you're listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour, and there's something I want you to know. I really want you to hear this. I, as a divorce coach and the host of this show, don't advocate for divorce in general. Our goal is to glorify God first and foremost by helping you save your marriage. The fact of the matter is that there are times when a marriage can't be saved. I know. I've been there. And when it can't be saved, we want to walk alongside you through it. We want to help you pick up the fragments, put the pieces together, and help you stand strong and walk through divorce courageously. 
and I want to share something with you that may help. I'm on another show here on KKHT. I'm honored to be the wingman on Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendela, where each week Richard and I talk about the intersection of our faith and the secular world, and together with interesting guests, we shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for Courageous Christianity. It's my belief that Courageous Christianity with Richard Mindelow can be another resource that you can turn to as you walk through this path of significant change in your life. So please join us. You can catch the show on this station, 100.7 FM KKHT, at 12 p.m. noon Central Time, Saturdays, and online at kkht.com as well. Hey, grab your lunch and join us for both shows back-to-back, 12 p.m. noon for Courageous Christianity and 1 p.m. for the Divorce Coaching Hour. You can also find all shows under podcasts, under the Programs tab on KKHT.com. Richard and I hope you'll listen in. As always, if you want to reach me, you can find me at thedivorcecoachinghour.com or call me at 281-944-8043. We are grateful for you joining us each week and for your support. It's back to school season, and we're talking mom's house and dad's house. Critical considerations for you and your children in the divorce process, whether you're considering divorce in the midst of it or coming out of it. And we're talking to Craig Haston, family law attorney, um, uh, about this. And we've been talking about uh, coming to an agreement, kind of getting outside of yourself, thinking about your kids, not yourself and your needs but finding out what your children need in this process and then um, working with your soon-to-be ex-spouse together to create an environment that is the healthy environment for your children as you untie the knot. And we talked about even a forensic therapist, a child specialist, and can really help you get the the so-called black and white of it, the facts. We're talking about getting those facts, removing the fear Um, But we've been talking a lot about agreements. And, you know, the fact of the matter is we're coming to divorce and we might not be agreeing so much. So tell us a little bit more about these uh, maybe agreements or not agreements or misconceptions, Craig, that we might have when we when we come to divorce with regards to kids. I think a lot of people have the misconception that they have to fight, that there has to be hearings, that there has to be a winner and there has to be a loser. And I guarantee you that if that's what you think, that's what will happen. Mm. There will be a winner and there'll be a loser and there'll be bad blood from then on. Uh, So that's that's a major misconception. Another misconception is that once people have a possession schedule in hand that they've already agreed to or a court's already ordered for them, they feel that they have to stick to that, you know, to the T. Not true. They can come to any agreement they want. And you'll hear judges say this. You'll hear lawyers say this. What we want you to do is come to an agreement, put it in writing, have the judge sign the order or the decree. You shake hands, get divorced, go home, throw your agreement in the drawer, and then you work together from that point forward on what works for possession and access. And you only pull that thing out once in a blue moon when you need to reference something and and get past a, a hurdle. You don't use that as your Bible. You use that as a reference point to make agreements with. Yeah. So if I'm hearing correctly, if we come to this with the mindset that I'm going to win, uh, we're pretty assuredly going to lose in some way, somehow, right? I'll tell you who wins. Me. <laughs> I, get paid, I get paid more money and, and you're going to end up basically with the same end result. 
And that's one thing I've learned, and I don't mind um, not getting squeezing every penny out of a divorce case any, at all because I think that lawyers who, who do that uh, are not serving their clients well right. and therefore not serving their children well. Well, and I have to just jump in here, take a little quick side note as a divorce coach, too, because I often talk about this. I advocate for attorneys and that one of the roles that I play as a divorce coach, I want to help create a credible client coming into an attorney. And But sometimes I think folks out there uh, are expecting the attorney to to. Be all, do all, and and you're coming at them with this. I know you're laughing. This I'm going to win, but now you're expecting them to help you win, but you're not helping them win. So <laughs> that's another expensive part of divorce cases is when you have a car wreck, your facts are made. They don't change. You're just investigating what happened in that car wreck, and then you're going to go to trial eventually over those facts. But in a divorce case, the facts are continuing to unfold which makes it that much more expensive because you have to keep up with all the new facts throughout the case. So um, the more that parties can communicate with each other uh, and the more that they can reach agreements, the better. It doesn't mean people should just cave in because one parent is the stronger parent. I'm not saying that people shouldn't litigate because there are cases where you have one spouse who is the juggernaut that's going to demand, 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 and the, their demands are unfair and unreasonable. In those cases, sometimes a bully needs to be taken to court and be shown what is really going to happen. They may not like it, but people do have to stand up. Uh, we do. I do litigate cases. I do have hearings and I do have trials. But my viewpoint is that they should be in the minority of your cases, not the majority of your cases. Right. And, you know, we're back to that word, communicate. And I'm just wondering, you know, as we're talking about agreements and misconceptions, okay, we want to get on the same page, but maybe we can't. Is there anything that you recommend to your clients with regards to ease, communication, tools, resources? Am I allowed to plug anything? Of course I'm, you I'm can. not getting any kickbacks. No, for this, not at but, all. <laughs> We're here um, for resources. We want to provide resources. There's there's uh, several different um, different parenting applications out there. Uh, the one that I'm most familiar with is Our Family Wizard at ourfamilywizard.com. It uh, has an app. It has a computer program, and it and uh, we have one called App Close A P P C L O S E. Uh, which I haven't, I haven't used any of these. I've my clients have used them, but I haven't personally used them. And then we have another one called Talking Parents. Those are the three that come to mind. Uh, and each one of them is designed. They have calendars. They have joint calendars to share information. They have a way to communicate. So instead of commuting through, communicating through text messages, emails, telephone, and trying to keep track of all these communications, you now have this one, you know, this one throughput where all of your communication with the other parent is through this app. And that data is all kept so that you also mind your P's and Q's in the way you t- That's exactly what I was going to uh, uh, wonder, me. because uh, can you also bring your attorney and your, your team with you into those conversations? You can. And as a matter of fact, um, you th- you can also give the judge access to that information oh, wow. if you have a hearing. Um, any, any, <laughs> anything that one party says to the other that's in writing or recorded uh, or reported by someone else is called an admission by a party opponent and is admissible in court. Again, uh, what we're doing here is looking at critical considerations for the kids, mom's house, dad's house, as we untie the knot. And so, folks, maybe you can't communicate face-to-face and that, you know, your phone's blown up in texts and whatnot. 
this is something you can stop right now, ask your attorney or get on uh, My Family Wizard or Talking Parents and get out there and and start communicating in a healthier manner. And, you know, as we talked about, it always goes so fast. And uh, we want to make sure we get any final thoughts, Craig, that you might have that you want to share real quickly. Well, I think you've heard my theme throughout this, which is communicate, make agreements, don't pay your lawyers tons of money, let the lawyers be the mechanics of your divorce case, not the people who are trying to be your moral compass. Our job is to give you really good legal advice, to help you see the big picture, and to help pull help pull away the cobwebs and the shadows so that you can make really good decisions on your own with our guidance. So, so eyes wide open. Eyes right. wide open. And, and then, uh, very lastly, think about win-win agreements. Something that is, focus on your goals and on your ex, soon-to-be ex-spouse's goals. Try to understand what their goals and their motivations are, because the more you can give them what they want, the better things will be and the more you're going to get what you want. And I've heard said before, you can get creative, and I know we've talked about standard possessions and and big you know, laws and whatnot. But when you're working with an expert such as yourself as an attorney, then you can get creative about what can then, right, take care of the child in the best way. And that's really ultimately what we're, what we're wanting. And, and folks, wouldn't, wouldn't you much rather uh, have your children's future in yours and your ex-spouse's hands than in the hands of a judge? Yeah. And unfortunately, we forget that. And so I, I think that's a great reminder, Craig, that uh, folks if listening out there just, you know, this is a tough time for all uh, involved. And, you know, just really trust that attorney. When you do your homework for, as we were talking about before, finding that good, a solid attorney, credible attorney, they're going to guide you in the very best way. And folks, again, you can go to HastonLaw.com. Very easy. You might want to write that down, HastonLaw.com. And lots of great information there. And also, Craig's been on the show here uh, for the last 100. Well, he hasn't been on 115 episodes, but we're at 115 episodes. But, um, uh, you know, four or five times a year, Craig's been with us. He's our resident legal expert. And uh, he he provides a lot of great information. He's spoken about uh, collaborative law, and uh, you can find out about that. And and, uh, we've talked about kids before. So I'm, uh, you know, what we're both here to do ultimately is to help you be your thinking partner. I, I help you think about it in a little bit of a different way. Craig thinks helps you think about it through uh, the legal side of things. Next time, next show, we're going to have Tom Stevens on, and we're going to be talking about these considerations with regards to the psychological uh, aspect. And uh, we're here to walk with you on this, and we want the best for you. And so, Craig, thanks for being with us again. Well, it was great. Thank you. I'm sorry for the last time when I was I, I had bad cell service up there in Colorado, <laughs> and I think you had to piece it all together, and you did a great job. But thanks for having me. I really enjoy coming here and, and sharing my information with your listeners. Well, it just helps us remove that scariness, and that's what we're all about. And so, folks, continue to listen here. We hope that you, you do find out more at thedivorcecoachinghour.com. Thank you for listening today. I'm Christy Stratton, and I can't wait to be with you each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m., Right here on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word.